This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Boker Tov, good morning, Shavuot Tov, how are you? Boker Tov, Shavuot Tov, um, day 38 mm. of Operation Swords of Iron, and um, there seems to be little let up to the situation overall, um, but just a few little things that um, have crept into our kind of everyday existence under the current circumstances. I've spoken Mm. a number of times about weddings that get held at military bases in order to allow the normal course of life to continue. They're called, now they have a name, they're called flash weddings. Um, And it is a Mm. thing. And uh, it is something that happens um, quite a lot or has happened quite a lot over the last month or so. Um, I saw some pictures of another flash wedding that took place recently. And... um, using the Israeli flag as the chuppah covering, yeah. just yeah. four people holding up a huge flag um, with the couple underneath um, the flag as the chuppah, um, the man in his military uniform, the bride dressed up for a wedding, um, the guests, all soldiers from the unit, some close members of the family. And as one bride put it, when I knew that most of the guests at my wedding were in uniform, I felt really safe. That was a comment from one of these flash weddings. Um, Another concept that Mm. um, has really come to the fore recently is unfortunately and very tragically the whole concept of sperm retrieval from people who have recently deceased. Um, And Israeli law does cover this posthumous sperm retrieval process. We have a a center here at Kaplan Hospital um, that does that sort of thing. And the law up until recently said that in the case of um, a man being killed, that his widow is entitled immediately without the need to revert to a court, is entitled to request posthumous sperm retrieval. The health ministry has now come out allowing parents of sons who have fallen to request the uh, posthumous sperm retrieval from their sons without the need to go to court. So the reason that this um, leniency has been implemented is because I think there's a period of like 24 hours after that when it is feasible to retrieve sperm um, from someone who's recently deceased. Uh, and so that whole process of going to court for parents has now been removed. Would you believe that over the last month there has been sperm retrieved posthumously from 33 men oh. already? Oh my Four goodness. of them civilians and 29 soldiers whose families have oh. requested 
posthumous sperm retrieval. Um, there is a process thereafter about using it, which is not all that simple. I think a widow can request to have to be inseminated with the, the, with mm, the, with the mm. sperm. For parents, it's a little bit more difficult. There was a court case a few years ago where parents wanted to um, engage in um, uh, a surrogate mother in order to have a grandchild from their deceased son. That was a very difficult case. I think ultimately the parents will refuse that right. But um, who would believe that these are the kinds of things that we're having to deal with under the current circumstances? What an absolute horror. Anthony, what is the latest coming for news coming out of Gaza? Um, so let's talk a little bit about Gaza and what's been going on there. First of all, um, as opposed to pictures of skirmishes and battle that we were seeing from Gaza, which the IDF spokesperson was releasing video footage of soldiers in the field and tanks moving and explosions. And that sort of video footage was what we've been accustomed to seeing up until now. It's changed a little bit. And now we're seeing video footage of how our troops are managing on a day-to-day basis in Gaza. And I know how you've seen some of those videos as well. Mm. And they are a little bit more uplifting. They they give us a sense of the day-to-day existence that our soldiers are putting up with and the mood that they're in, the morale that we feel coming out of those units. These guys obviously working in extremely difficult conditions, most of them having been removed and divorced and, and separated from their families for days and weeks even, some of them without having had contact with their families. And yet, when the cameras went into Gaza and we saw those troops there, we saw how determined they were to do a great job sending love back to their families in great spirits, great morale, singing and eating and having their general kind of um, daily routines, getting up in the morning and having their usual morning uh, parade in order just to cover events that are upcoming for the day, getting their briefing. Those sorts of things, I think, give the, the, the people at home a sense of relief in a way that there is some normal balance going on to life, that there is um, some sense of humor, that there is morale, that is good feeling. And, you know, I can't say enough what an amazing job our army are doing. Our troops are so dedicated and so committed. Um, I'm Israel. Hi, the flag is flying wherever possible. Um, everybody is really um, going with a massive sense of purpose about their daily jobs. And in fact, the chief of general staff, uh, Lieutenant General Herzi Halevi, flew over the Gaza Strip yesterday and he was accompanied by the commander of the Air Force um, and, um, a comp- and also a commander of, of one of the, um, the ground squadrons. And as he flew over, he spoke with the commander of the Golani Brigade, which is one of the brigades operating in Gaza at the moment, and he sent a message um, to the commander of the Golani Brigade telling him to tell all your people you're doing an important job, everyone is behind you, the entire IDF is working for you to advance until victory. Words from the Chief of General Staff, Herzi Halevi, as he flew over Gaza yesterday, sending messages to the troops. He did land in Gaza. He met, would you believe, with municipal representatives of some of the municipalities in southern Gaza to explain what the IDF has been doing, to to try to give them an understanding of what's going on, engaging with 
the local public, the local community, the Arabs living in Gaza, so that he, from a military perspective, can give them what uh, is going on, what the IDF is intending to do. And his message was very clear. The rule by Hamas that was before this operation will not return again. That is over. That was the message yesterday from Lieutenant General Herzia Levy to members, uh, representatives of some of the municipalities in the Gaza Strip telling them about what's going on. I do really want to talk about events at Shifa Hospital Mm, because there's been so much going on, so much information and misinformation about Shifa Hospital. Now, Shifa Hospital is a massive target a massive objective for the IDF, not because it is a hospital and not because it's been treating uh, injured people, including potentially some Hamas operatives as well in that area, but because of what is hidden below Shifa Hospital. And the IDF is determined to get the civilians away from that area in order to engage in the military activity that's going on underneath the hospital in the tunnels, which has been used as a Hamas command control center. And so there is determination to evacuate the hospital. And um, that work has been going on for a few days with a lot of misinformation because the moment you start talking about a hospital, it's very, very easy to get the world press to think that this is not humanitarian, that there is something evil about this because you are um, trying to attack innocent people, people who are at a weak situation, people who are unwell, babies in incubators. This has been made a big deal of. Now, yesterday on Sky News, I saw an article which said incubators at Shifa Hospital disconnected from Mm, electricity mm, and mm. babies dying as a result of that. That was an article in Sky News yesterday. The reality could not be further away from that. Okay, because then there was a picture of what looked to be bodies of babies yeah, lying I saw around, that. That um, was, uh, which was horrendous. Mm, and mm. then a, an article saying that there were corpses of dead people uh, who had been sick in the hospital, lying in the courtyard of Chef Hospital, and that dogs were attacking these corpses. That was a real article written in Sky News. And then the picture, by the way, that showed these babies all lying there had all the electricity and lights on in the background, okay, just to prove a point because for for weeks already we've been having a Hanukkah miracle going on in Gaza where the oil has been running running out out. and the oil has been running out and the oil has been running out and yet – Every single picture and every single video that you see coming out of the hospitals in Gaza show all the electricity and the lights on. So we don't really understand how the oil has been running. Or we do. The oil hasn't been running out. That's the bottom line. It's just been used as 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 some sort of a, um, a news item to go out there. So that the moment we say, well, the hospital is running mm-hmm. out of fuel and there'll be 24 hours, and that goes into the international press right away. So this is now the official broadcast the official news from the IDF spokesperson. Those people who think that this is misinformation are entitled to their point well, whatever, of view. I'm more inclined mm. yeah, I'm more inclined to believe what the IDF spokesperson is telling us because they have proven that they have some real credibility in the way that they report things. And so the report goes as follows. The Director General of Shepherd Hospital was contacted on the phone by a coordinator from the IDF. The phone call was recorded 
and is available for people to listen to. If you don't want to believe it, there is a recording of the phone call of the conversation between the coordinator from the IDF and the head of SHIP Hospital. And the IDF spokesperson says there is an evacuation route available for people to walk and for ambulances to drive. And the IDF troops are available to help you take the babies, whoever is being incubated, and to transport them to another hospital. We want to help you to take those people away. And we've opened up an evacuation route. And this is the route. This is a map. And this is the route that's been opened up to allow you to evacuate that hospital in an orderly fashion so that none of the sick people, and particularly none of the babies, are affected by what's going on. And then what then happened was the coordinator called back to say, and we understand that you're running out of fuel, and we have 300 liters of fuel here that we wish to give to you in order for you to use for this emergency need in order to get you through the evacuation process. That phone call is also available for people to listen to. And the fuel drop of 300 liters of fuel that was dropped at the door of Ship Hospital is on video and is recorded and is available for people to see. The, co- the, the head of Shiva Hospital called the coordinator back to say that Hamas have banned the hospital from accepting the fuel. And the fuel was to remain outside the hospital where the IDF troops had dropped it so that the hospital could make use of the fuel. Now, you believe whatever you guys want, right? But that is coordinated and documented in video footage and in in audio recordings of these conversations that happened. More humanitarian than that, I think, is very difficult to achieve. And the fact that the write-ups in some of the most credible press show what seems to be babies that have been killed because of the IDF operation could not be further from the truth, really. It just couldn't be further from the truth and, in fact, totally contrary is the reality of the situation on the ground. So so what bothers me here, Anthony, is I don't know where this goes because it's very clear that Hamas has built their headquarters in a hospital. The reason that they did that is because then they've got this human collateral and protection and human shields. It's, it's part of their playbook. They can't let Israel transfer the babies and the vulnerable because then – the hospital just becomes a normal battlefield and Hamas loses that advantage. Where does it go now? Because this, I can see well, this being a standoff for a very long time. I don't think it's going to be a standoff for a very long time. I think the IDF is very determined to make sure that the people are evacuated from ship hospital one way or another, okay, whichever mm, way it happens mm. in the coming days. I don't think that this is going to go on a very long time. I suspect that over the, the next day or two, we're going to see the end of the story and that we are going to see Ship Hospital, as you say, turn into a battleground with, with all of the, um, the uh, people evacuated from that hospital. I don't think that this is going to go on. And by the way, you know, just to answer a, a report that was in the BBC, which quoted French President Emmanuel Macron saying uh, Israel must stop killing babies mm, and women mm. in Gaza. So uh, he sort of came back and tried to deny it a little bit, but, yeah, but there is a simple answer to that. Mm. Monsieur Macron, you must ask uh, the Hamas operatives to stop putting babies and women in front of your 
fighters so that they will not be killed. It's not about Israel killing them. It's about you using them in order to try to protect your fighters. And perhaps Macron should focus on that rather than on trying to blame Israel, um, as is the case across the world, unfortunately. And uh, that is where we leave it. Anthony Reich, uh, fiery words this morning, but uh, very, very interesting indeed. It is 8.01. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Sahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Oh,